It is time. Welcome to episode number 96 of the Mr. MMA Action Podcast. My name is Thomas and today is Thursday the 22nd of March 2018. In regards to this podcast, you can download all previous 95 episodes, including many Fight Companions on Apple iTunes, SoundCloud and on Stitcher. You can also check us out on Instagram at the Mr. MMA Action Podcast and on Twitter at Mr. Underscore MMA Action. Thank you guys for tuning in what should be a fantastic episode as I am joined by amateur mixed martial artist here in Australia, Amber Thompson. So sit back, crack a cold one and enjoy today's episode. Episode number 96 of the Mr. MMA Action Podcast, and I'm joined here by Amber Thompson. Amber, are you there? Yes. Hi. How are you going? Great. Thank you again for taking the time out on what should be, you know, what's been a pretty busy week for myself, and uh, yeah, so thank you again for taking the time out to be on the show today. No worries. So again, you know, looking at, yeah, no worries, just looking at your, your record here, so where did your journey in mixed martial arts start? You know, you're looking at your debut, it was only, you know, just actually a year ago, so where did the interest, you know, in MMA come from? Basically, it started off um, about four years ago. I got my eldest son into mixed martial arts, and I just started attending, sort of watching his, doing the whole good parent thing, coming along to sporting things. Um, And the more and more I watched, I'm like, I'm I'm thinking I want to try this. I really want to get into it. It looks pretty interesting. It's like great fitness, uh, all that sort of stuff. And, um, yeah, I was sort of just starting to make big changes in my life in regards to uh, my eating and my lifestyle, and that would be a fantastic place to start. Oh, fantastic. So your very first fight, yeah, as I said, you know, took place in March of 2017. So what was it like in terms of, you know, you had the idea, as you were just saying, you know, wanting to get into the sport. Did you know, did you have a bit of a timeline, did you give yourself, like within the next few months I want to sign up and have my first fight, or was you going to take it like a bit of a gradual process? definitely a gradual process it's it's i didn't uh get into the sport thinking that that's what i wanted to do um at, like i said at the in the beginning it was all about fitness um wanted to sort of get in do something with my kids bit of uh, healthy living all, the, all those uh healthy changes uh, and the more and more i started learning um and realizing that um i was actually becoming half decent um in, in the mixed martial arts area, I thought, hmm, maybe I might sort of like to try this and compete. Um, but it wasn't until about three years later that um, I think I really got the hunger to want to try it. Just um, learning everything is fantastic, but you, I guess you don't really get to experience the whole um, the whole feeling of mixed martial arts unless you're competing, so... Yeah, so before you actually had that first fight, were you doing like any other sports? Were you like focusing on maybe kickboxing or boxing or jiu-jitsu prior to actually just going full bore into MMA? No, I just went straight straight chatting to MMA. Um, I have never had any experience. Um, yeah, I just yeah, decided to get into the MMA scene and just straight from there. So no BJJ experience, no kickboxing, no boxing, nothing like that. So... I'm pretty lucky that I guess I'm learning the raw, um, natural 
mixed martial arts is how it all integrates well together instead of learning bits of everything and then trying to mold them into to unworkable sports so uh, i thought i was pretty lucky in that sense yeah so kind of like a sponge going in there and just absorb anything that you can from all different disciplines Definitely, yeah. So going back to that first fight, so this took place, it was uh, the 19th of March last year. So what was that like in terms of prepping for that very first amateur fight there? Well, prepping for that was interesting. Um, I was still, when I decided I wanted to fight, it was uh, three, four months before the fight um i was still carrying around a fair bit of weight so i had to lose 10 kilos in that so i thought no now's the time to do it we're, we're going to change the way i eat we're going to do this right um so i kicked up my training i intense like I, I i was really strict on my eating um doing things the right way obviously you don't uh, want to burn yourself out in a sport like this um made weight and yeah just went from there um it was more a let's see how i go kind of fight um never done done it before and um coming from a small country into the big city it was a little bit intimidating but uh, once i got in there you know it was pretty cool and calm just trusted in in my training and went from there and that's the thing, like the latest guests I just had only actually only a few moments ago, we're talking about, you know, those those first nerves going to your first fight or any fight, like, but it's also like the, the training and preparation is almost the hard bit, you know, is actually yeah, ma- you know, making the definitely. weight, getting in the right mindset, you know, going there, those hard rounds in the gym and just even training and waking up in the morning, going out there and doing it and then trying to get sleep and do it all again. So just actually having the fight, you actually almost feel relieved because you're there, you know, you've done everything you needed to do to get to that spot. Definitely, in an amateur sense, those three three-minute rounds—they're—they're—they're nothing. They're just like a a little sparring session. All the hard work goes into those few months beforehand, prepping and training. And a lot of us still have families and jobs, and we're still trying to find that, you know, perfect blend between them all. And yeah, I think that lead-up is always probably the hardest fight. Oh, great. So you end up picking up a second round TKO, so a great win there. Was that your, was it your desire to go and try and get a quick finish or was it to just, you know, test yourself across the nine minutes? Uh, well, uh, I train for five five-minute rounds or, uh, like, we, we keep going. So I'm, I'm, not, I'm never too worried about having to go a full round. The way I see it as an amateur, the quicker I can get it finished, the less head strikes I can take, the more I can take this industry. Um Obviously, you need to be safe about it. Uh, the, the more hits you take to your head, uh, the more damage it does over time. So the quicker we can get in there, the quicker we can get it over with is better for us. Um, I went in there, actually, with these two two fights. My, go- uh, my coach and my husband, who also acts as my second coach um, when, when I'm fighting, uh, they both said to me, we don't want to be walking up those stairs. <laughs> so you get in there, you finish it in that first one, and and that'll be it. So I did that twice this weekend, so I was pretty happy with that. Yeah, no, I was going to have a bit of a chat to that as we get up to the fight set, but no, I think it was very tough to go back-to-back in in, uh, in fights there. Yes. Uh, first time experiencing that also. Um, my three previous fights had just been that one fight and then over and done with. But, yeah, this time round I was in a tournament, so I had to fight the Saturday and the Sunday, uh, which uh, we prepared for, and yeah, I pulled out pretty well from it. So oh, pretty, pretty happy with that. 
So you actually had a, quite a busy 2017. You actually had your first three fights. So your first fight then, you know, back in March, and then it was back in September yep. you took on. This was at the Storm MMA card, Storm Damage 10 against Danielle Curtis. So, you know, kind of yep, going through right. that first fight, what was it like going into that second fight, knowing that you had that first one behind you now, and what was it like going forward for that second one? Well, the first one, it was my first fight. Um, I was fighting someone younger than me. Uh, it was a fairly easy fight for the both of us. Um, we ended up having a TKO in that round because she injured her foot, so it was a, a rest stoppage due to that. Um, so coming into the second fight, it was a bit more of a fight night setup as well, so we waited before and then fought the next day, and it was a bit more intense lead up um especially seeing as i have a lot of social anxiety and stuff that i'm still working through so being the center of attention for that uh, the, the weigh-ins and the interviews and things like that it was very intense in all those uh situations and my training leading up to it wasn't fantastic eight weeks before i dislocated my patella in training so um we were really um trying to be mindful of that as well so there's a lot of um a lot going on in my mind leading up to that fight um i knew she was a tough opponent she hit hard uh we were fighting at a catch weight so i was fighting heavier than i normally would or that i felt comfortable with but i still managed to go in there we did go the three rounds and i finished with a unanimous decision so um i was pretty pretty happy with um you know Leading up to it, not not having a very good fight camp, but still coming out with that win. Well, I think it shows, you know, credits you, you know, your durability there to come back from that and rebound that and actually go, you know, go into a hard fight and, and pick up the W. So great work there. Thanks. So your next fight, yeah, this was only yeah, less than three months. So this was in December of last year, the Hex Fight Series. So another promotion that I've had a chance to do, you know, lots of interactions with over the last few months doing this podcast and having a few of their champions compete, you know, actually come onto the show and had a chance to check out some of their shows too. So, it's, you know, you actually end up competing on their card that took place in December against Callista Hudson. Um, so what was it like, you know, going from, you know, that, that Storm MMA card, you know, we reckon that, you know, you did have a few things, injuries coming into it, you know, coming back into this next fight, what was your mindset going into fight number three? Uh, going into fight number three, uh, fight number two opened up a lot of flaws in my fighting. Um, so for the next three months, we worked a lot with that. Um, uh, we basically, there was no stopping. We just went straight from one fight preparing for the next one. Um, Callista came or comes from um, a boxing background, so we were expecting a lot of stand-up. Um, so we worked a lot on working my range and uh, coming in for takedowns and all that sort of things, ground control. Um, and I felt pretty comfortable coming into it, uh, leading up to it. Things went well. It was much better lead up than uh, my second fight. Uh, we travelled down well and, yeah, like... Uh, I felt pretty confident going into that one uh, with my abilities and, um, yeah, so I ended up coming out with the win in that one as well. So looking at, you know, you've got those two, you know, knockout finishes there. Who would you credit as, you know, one of your key stand-up coaches there? You know, it looks like, you know, you're saying, you know, Jitsu's been really good, but it looks like these last three fights, you know, the two finishes by knockout, who's been some really good stand-up coaches or, you know, people that you've had in your life that really have helped you develop that key skill there in the stand-up? 
I'm very lucky that both of my coaches um, I've got, uh, so I fight out of Evolve Mixed Martial Arts Madonga um, that's run by Paul Redcliffe and uh, Harry Van Galen. They're both amazing, amazing people with a wealth of knowledge. Um, they've come from um, martial arts backgrounds themselves. They've worked in security. Uh, so they've got a lot of knowledge behind them. And... I think I, I offer uh, a lot of uh, my success has come from them. Um, my husband is also fantastic. Um, he also he sits back and tells me what I'm doing wrong and what I need to work on and doesn't sugarcoat it, which I guess a lot of people will sort of get in the industry. Which So that they're, they're three main people that have really helped my, um, my success today. Uh, but I also... I wouldn't be who I am without all my sparring partners. Uh, they come and they go being in a mixed martial arts gym. Uh, we have a lot of army um, bases around here, so we have a lot of army men coming in and out. Uh, training with the men also helps because if you can pull it off on men that are 30 kilos heavier than you, then so on your own weight, it's pretty easy to, to throw around the cage when you need to. Oh, fantastic. So, yeah. no, very nice. Um, yeah, I'm aware of some of the stuff they're actually doing up there in Madonga because I'm based in Melbourne myself and I've heard some great yep. things that are going up there and involve MMA. So, no, it's good that they've got some great fighters, you know, coming out of there as well. Yep. And I think what you were saying there too, you know, talking about, you know, people don't sugarcoat things. And I think that's, again, a lot of guests that I've had on the show say that the biggest thing that they, they've asked for is just or what they, they love from their coaches is just the honesty around it. You know, not uh, if, if something's not working, you know, let's try and work it and not say, oh, we're going to try and do this. Let's just be honest and say, look, no, it's not going to work. We're going to try something completely different. And I think, you know, well, that's probably one of the best skills to have is, you know, be able to take that, not as criticism, but, you know, as a, you know, another skill that you can learn. Um, but I think, you know, in this sport, I think honesty is one of the best things to have in terms of understanding your own body. Can I push myself to this point if it's around weight cutting or fighting at the right weight class as well as something that's, you know, I think pretty big in the sport. So I think, you know, to have a great network of people around you is a great thing. Definitely, definitely. You don't want people telling you one thing when you're way off in the other direction. It's not it's not going to help you at all. So your next fight, this was actually a rematch. This was just all, just all that took place all this past weekend. So this was actually had a chance to check out your Instagram in the last few days and see how you're going in the tournament. So this was the 2018 IMMAF Oceania Open Championships. So where did yep. that actually take place in, in, in Australia? Where was it based? Uh, so that was based in um, the Melbourne Exhibition and Convention Centre, tied along with the Arnold Sports Festival. Oh, fantastic. Um, yeah, so every year they run, so the IMF or IMAFA, the Australian part of the International Mixed Martial Arts Federation, uh, they hold a, um, a national fight, so that's uh, within Australia. We do sometimes get New Zealand competitors over for that, uh, which is what my very first fight last year was. Uh, this year I took it one step further as they released a international event. Um, Unfortunately, I wasn't matched with any international women uh, as we had a little bit of issue with visas and things like that coming over. Uh, so I was up against three more, uh, sorry, two more Australian women. Uh, but yeah, so it's a, a knockout fight. So we, um, the first round, because there was three of us, um, computer generated, uh, set up one match and then put the third one through uh, to the finals. 
uh, I got matched for the semi-finals against Callista Hudson again. So we got to basically do our our rematch. And what, what would you probably say was different going in? You know, it was only not that long ago you actually had your first fight against each other. So again, only three months ago. So what did you kind of see different in that fight? I know it was a first round finish, but what's anything different that you thought that, you know, you both kind of brought to the table going into the rematch? Uh, I think we both had time to sort of work on each other. So I had time to work on her strengths and she had time to work against my strengths. Um, I come out on top of that. Um, and we basically finished the same time, same way we did in December, only uh, this one happened in the first round instead of second round. Um, I'll give her, she's got a lot of heart. She's got a um, lot, a lot of heart. She's a fantastic fighter, an amazing person. Um, and, yeah, so I just went in confident um, in my own abilities. Anything can happen in three months, um, I cleaned up my kicking, my striking in three months. So I, I, I never go into a match underestimating anybody because amazing things can happen in three months. Oh, fantastic. So, again, so again, that only took place recently. So did, that have, did the fight happen in the morning or the evening on that first day? Yeah, no, so they started at 12. Uh, our fight um, was sort of mid-afternoon. Yep. Yeah. So then you had so was it, so less than twenty four hours for the next fight then so did you kind of how did you yes. feel going to that second one did you no nagging injuries that followed through or did you kind of going going yep yeah, was a quick fight maybe a couple of nigs there and then you come forward in that second one uh, so going into that second one I felt pretty good I did have my calf muscle tightened up and was kind of pulling towards the the base of the Achilles um, but I sort of got it a bit rubbed out and warmed up and. Uh, pulled through I, I'm pretty much uh that didn't bother me at all uh, I was a little bit concerned going in with that one but um yeah it didn't really last long enough to give me much of an issue I, I obviously went into this one with a lot more nerves at that stage uh with the second win over Callista that put me at four and oh um and as any undefeated person knows that loss is always inevitable it will be coming as to when that comes you never know, but um, everyone loses at one point in their life. So that was kind of dawning on me as well uh, when I went in to compete against Angelica Silva, who, again, is another amazing, beautiful person. Um, she also entered into the cage uh, as a 3 and 0 fighter, uh, so she was also undefeated. So either way, one of us was walking out with a loss, so I think that was playing pretty strong on both of our minds. Um, so I just went in there going, um, I'm going to do whatever I can to make today not be my day. And then again, yeah, only 70 seconds in, you got your choke submission. So what was it, a re-naked choke or? Yeah, re-naked choke. So when we, um, we fell down, I took her down, um, and she managed to, uh, I guess, uh, attempt to get a guillotine in, um, which gave me side control. Uh, we scuffled around a bit, which gave me her back. And then I would just worked from there. Watching a lot of her past fights, we real, uh, we, we noticed she liked a high head hunt for that guillotine. She'd go high with it. Uh, so we just worked a lot of different scenarios in that sense. Uh, one of them was to uh, get her back and work on 
short cross-facing, short chokes, uh, and just be patient with waiting for that root naked. And you picked it up and, there. Yeah, and it worked, so, yeah. So with that win, so what what did you actually, so was there a, a presentation after post-fight there with a trophy or... Yeah, so um, at the end of it, um, we all received a gold. Uh, oh, sorry, not everyone received a gold medal. We we all received medals. Uh, I received a gold medal, which gave me the title of um, the first uh, IMF Oceana Open champion for women's bantamweight. Uh, Angelica received sec- uh, silver, and uh, Callista received gold medal. No, it's fantastic, and I think that you know. I think it's fantastic. Like I think what you're saying, you know, when you're describing it to the fighters, you know, saying how beautiful they are as people, and that's what I think it comes down to. And this is what I love about the sport is that, you know, there's a percentage of people that you know want to go in there and you know, and there's there's malice in, involved in the fight where they bring the anger rhythm into the cage and they want to hurt that person. And then there's the other side where they understand that it is a fight. It's one person against one person, and it's your skill against my skill. But you leave it in the cage, it's done there. You know, they're, they're going in with the same mindset that you are, you know, trying to finish the fight and, you know, gain that win. But, you know, I'm a strong believer that it, it is a sport and it's, a, you know, it's, it's, it's such an old school idea, the concept of, you know, fighting. And I think there's so much respect looking back at our history too when there are, you know, warriors competing and stuff like that. There's the respect there that happens post the fight. And I think it's a great mindset that you have when you describe your opponents with that mindset you know, after fights and also, you know, you know, setting them up as well that it's... Uh, you know, a great, great skill to have. Definitely. We all work hard for it. There's, there's no point being, um, being nasty. Uh, being humble will get you so much further in life. And I think too, you know, you look at the way people do use social media as a tool to, you know, to start up situations and put out challenges. And I think too, it's, you know, with the way the sport's been recently, with you know the likes of the Conor McGregor's, it's become a real, you know, uh, you know, name calling or almost, you know, you you yeah. you're cheering the wrong person. I kind of see it as you're not cheering the one that's going out there and saying the nice things, like you know, a Brian Ortega, you know, in the in the featherweight division now is doing a lot of charity work and he doesn't get on the mic and run anybody down. You know, he just wants to develop no, his yeah. skill and and go out there and you know and try and build a more united community. And I think that's what. You know, I see is a great idea for the sport, but I think you're always going to have the people that come with the mindset of it's about them and, and trying to bring the eyes on them. Um, yeah. But I think you will always get them in the sport. So looking at, you know, the last 12 months, so we're, you know, we're only we're actually looking at today's day, we're the 19th of March, and this is actually one year since your very first fight. So yeah. looking at, you know, 12 months, yeah, 12 months in, if you could go back 12 months prior, what would you, if you had a chance to talk to yourself around how the last year has been, what's some advice that you would give yourself, you know, going forward for what should be, you know, what was a pretty testing year last or year last year? Just keep doing what I was doing. Just believe in myself. Um, and yeah, like I tell everyone, just believe in the process. You, you train, you train for this. You, you know your strengths, you know your weaknesses, you work with them. Um, it has been a hard year. It's been a very full-on year, uh, but I wouldn't change it, not at all. Um, every part of my training, uh, my injuries, my recovery, it's all made me who I am today. So, yeah, I'd just 
just enjoy the ride. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Well, once again, you know, thank you for taking the time out, um, you know, today to come into the show. You know, I'm definitely out there trying to really build, you know, Australia's, you know, mixed martial arts community, both in the pro and amateur ranks. I think, you know, we've got some great stars in the making, you know, all the way from, you know, those regional-based promotions and then, you know, the larger promotions. But I think everyone has a journey that starts somewhere. And I think, you know, yeah. I'm really trying to get out there and meet as many fighters as I can and capture their story and, you know, put some eyes on them as well and so they can get some, you know, high-profile fights if they choose to and, uh, yeah, just continue building the sport and, you know, representing Australia, you know, in the mixed martial arts scene. Definitely, yeah, it's a great thing. So, again, yeah, thank you for taking the time on the show and, you know, definitely keen to have you back into the future. Yeah, no, I'd love to, yeah, see where it, see where it takes us. <laughs> no worries. Do you just want to give a bit of a shout-out to where you train there? So just any details about Evolve and May, how people can get involved? Yeah, no, so Evolve Mixed Martial Arts, Wodonga, um, we have a Facebook page, so if you just search for us, uh, you'll find us. Uh, we run uh, both MMA classes, and uh, we do do some kickboxing classes if you're not quite into the whole ground and pound sort of thing. Uh, so we run from Mondays through to Saturdays. We do children's classes, teenage classes, adults classes. Um, anybody's welcome all fitness levels everybody needs to start somewhere we're supportive we're caring we'll look after you oh fantastic well, once again, guys, uh, you know, this has been episode number 96 of the Mr. MMA Action podcast. In regards to our podcast, you can download all previous episodes on Apple iTunes, SoundCloud, and on Stitcher. Check us out on Instagram at the Mr. MMA Action podcast, and also on Instagram, uh, Twitter, Mr. Underscore MMA Action. And as I say each and every episode, enjoy life and enjoy the fights.